Welcome to the Airbrand Podcast, Episode 7. Uh, so what are we doing? I know it's been a while. I've been in a hiatus. Now I took some time off. But now I'm back. I plan to have in a season uh, a bunch of more guest stars. There was this huge plan with that and... There's gonna be so many episodes. Hopefully that still that still happens. Um I've been dealing with a lot. Um I just, I finally feel like I'm finally coming back to myself and to getting it back to that point where that I'm living my my best life for me, but I still feel like um I I have to live my life for other people as well because there's um people looking up to me and counting on me and that believe in me just as much as I believe in myself. So what I want to talk about is like things I experience. Um, mainly, I guess with the police. There's probably been two times or yeah, two times that I um in my life that I experienced things with the police that I was generally generally scared. Hmm. The first time what was it? I think when I was living with somebody and they called the police on me because they didn't want me to live there anymore. Um, so I guess they, I don't know what they told the police. The weird part is the, um, the white cop was more helpful than the black cop was. I don't know. I don't understand it. Um, it was weird. You would think that the black cop of all people would um, be more helpful towards me. But he wasn't at all. In that moment, I was scared because I can remember it like it was yesterday because I remember I was coming around the corner. Like, I well, I had peed. I went and peed because, like, uh, something that felt right. Like, I was like, I had a bad feeling. So I was like, let me go pee. But after I come out of the building, I mean, at the bathroom, I started, like, packing my stuff. But I come around the corner, because um, I heard it open. I come around the corner, here came the police. He got guns drawn. It was two of them, of course. And I'm like, I put my hands up, of course. But um, I was scared for my life, because I don't I know what was the reason for them being called? Nothing. It's just a lot of thoughts was going on in my mind. I was like, dang, I know I ain't about to die like this. Cause you you never know in those situations. But the next situation is when I used to work for this um when I was working for this group home and I had two kids with me. Um two two um Caucasian kids and we we went to um well, one of them rolled me 
because they just wanted to ride with me because they like driving with me wherever I, if I had to pick up somebody because we had that like that type of we had a strong bond so they they looked up to me so they're like oh and I wouldn't let everybody ride with me neither so they took turns like calling shotgun but this particular night only one rode with me this time and was picking up on something picking somebody up from work and I picked one up but we stopped to get gas because the person I was working with um forgot to put gas in the company car so I went to get gas um and as I was going to go pick up the other kid from work, we get um, put over by the police. I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? And mind you, I'm in like a silver minivan. Like, it ain't one of those white vans. So, nobody should be thinking I'm kidnapping kids or nothing. So, the cop, it was a white cop. And I don't know. I don't really trust two cops anyway trust any type of cop really anymore anyway, but he was very disrespectful. And this was the night of they got the, well, the day of they got the verdict for the, um, George Floyd. So I think tensions was high with cops anyway on that day. And they, well, he pulled me over and stuff. He was being sarcastic and like right in the moment, I was being respectful because I'm respectful for any, to anybody. But if you know that you're black and like the situation's, you got to be extra res- respectful because you, you could essentially die by the hands of a cop. You could be slain. So he was telling me about my headlights. The headlights was off, apparently. I didn't realize it because I'm so used to my being in my car because automatic. My lights are usually set on auto. So I didn't think too much of it. So I immediately turned the lights on. When I realized it right there, because I don't, I don't know how it happened. I think I was so caught up in the moment trying to make sure I was there on time to pick the kids up from work, because I know how it is being picked up late from school and whatever growing up. So I turned the lights on, and the cop is still being sarcastic. Um, they asked for the license and stuff. All right, all right, hand, I had my license out for him to have, and like, yeah, I could tell he was getting frustrated. Cause I wasn't buying into the sarcasm and like the way that he was talking to me. Um, the kid in passion seat got the registration out. They made a big fuss about that because, um, when they come back to the car, like apparently it was the wrong registration, but by time he even, the cop even pulled me over like two of the cops came. So it was, at this point it's three cops. And he's still being like ignorant and like disrespectful. So he get the registration, like, and we did sitting there for a good while. So I just want I'm already late picking up the kid. Um, and they're like, they they gave me a warning. Long story short, but he was disrespectful. He said, "Make time next time. Make sure you grab the right registration because it was two different registrations in there." And the kid hurried up and grabbed what the first one he saw. Like we didn't know that they keep they kept both registrations, the old one and the new one there. I don't know why they did that, but it was a mix up. And I told him I was like, "Hey, we didn't realize because like growing up, even in movies in real life too, 
you don't, especially being black, you don't reach for certain things in your car at all. Luckily, I had somebody with me or with me to go in the glove compartment to get it for me. But I think if I was by myself, I I don't know how it would have turned out. But yeah, so they was being funny about that, it being the wrong registration. But we had the right one in there, but we realized it afterwards, after we were gone. But um, he ended up letting us go. But it was it was crazy because like the kids were upset. Um, it's like they don't stop nobody else and stuff. Like I ain't seen people. I don't roll with other people. Other house, other house parents, and they had their lights off. They never never pulled them over. And the simple fact is, it, I was in a, a minivan, had my lights off. And there's two white kids in the car. So you already can tell what was going through their head at the time. So it really, um, no, there was nothing I could do. It was, I would prejudge at this point. But I don't know, that night always bothered me because like, uh, I admit it, I, I was scared because I, there was three cops. So I'm like, what exactly is going on? So, but I instantly already knew what it was and what was going through their heads and stuff. So, I was cautious how I talked and how I moved in the car. But, um, this thing with life, like me talking about these, this cop situation, is one particular situation. That I do it with, with it at that same job. Um, something happened, and I longer no work for them anymore. But it's a situation anybody could be in. But I think if I was truly living my best life for me, I wouldn't be even caught in that situation at all. Um, I wouldn't be in that headspace. But how I was raised, I don't know. You got to defend yourself and stuff. And I think the same thing, if anybody there else, happen, if it happened to anybody else there, it, um, it would happen the same way. But in the, the, the place I was working, I know for a fact, um, cause there are, there are, um, racist people there and there's people, it's uh, fake people there as well. There's people that's, um, against you and for you. And when Lee, Really, um, when she is the fan, you see who's really for you and who is against you. Um, because that's when you know what's really real at this point. Because there was people there, like, there's people I heard from after I was gone and it, this, and it was, I haven't heard from people while I was there. That they didn't check on me or anything or like, I don't know. It's like people didn't care. Like it was weird to me because like what was the point? What was the point? 
what was the point is like people was putting off her side like they were for me and everything but essentially they wasn't cuz they they smile on your face um it's almost like some that like the backstabber song they smile on your face at the same time they're trying to take your place but and in this situation I think they wanted to replace me anyway cuz it's, it's it's um at this point they were divided it's like this 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 group and this this group this group right here oh they love you love you to death or whatever um supposedly but they secretly hate you and then the other group Um, they're straight up honest and like genuine. There's no doubt like they are in your corner or in your circle. And it sucks because like when you put in those situations, Like, yeah, I don't know. Because even being in, being in handcuffs and stuff, like, you know that you're yourself, that you're, you don't put you in that situation. You, you don't belong there. And I guess in some ways, like, it's some psychological stuff going on. Like, then you start to doubt yourself even more because, like, like, for me, for example, because I was like, I know I didn't throw my whole life away over some dumb stuff. Because I tried not to respond in the way I did, but, but I did end up doing anyway. But And then I struggled getting back to my old self because I was down in the dumps and I don't know, there was a lot of stuff going in my mind and everything and just other negative sources um, that more people that I was conversing with, it didn't make it any better. And then trying to get a new job and stuff. Well, I do have a new job now, but... It was a a few weeks before it happened. But I don't know. When stuff really hits you, like life ain't no joke. Like you start contemplating different things and like how things are going to turn out and what does your future hold? Because like it's terrible when you get to a place when you feel like your future is in the, the palm of someone else's hands instead of your own, like I want to control my own destiny. I don't want to be ever ever be put in a position where it, it feels like someone else has someone else is staring and someone is pushing the buttons. I want I want to be the driver and. Well, like the whiz, the men behind the the men behind the curtain, like that's what I want to be. But 
It should get real now, because it's like Kendrick said, when shit hits the fan, are you really a fan? Because people are a fan of you. There's many people a fan of you. But when something really drastic or astronomical happens, are you really in your corner? Like, you really see who is there, like who goes out their way and stuff. I never forget that. Like, I wouldn't be anywhere that I'm there here. I wouldn't be anywhere that I'm there am now without my family. Um, and I never um, really accept anybody that's pretending, especially not no job area, because oh, well, a lot of work. Because there are people that. Like my, my best friend said, like, yeah, there's people, he said, that's why I don't really talk to people at work. Because there are people that try to, like, get to know you for their benefit to, like, use it against you. Or they're for themselves. They're not really for you, but they pretend to be. So you befriending them or getting to know them, like, or trying to build some connection with them on, like, a business level or whatever. Is really working towards your demise. Is not working for you. It's not many people are really have your mindset. They're not doing what you're doing. They're not working towards the same goals as you. They in it for themselves. And like when I was working there, I feel like some people there was there for the company or like really just there for the money. It wasn't that really many people, that many people that was genuine, like, because I, I really didn't talk to that many people there. Like, I talked to people in passing, but there were some people there I did talk to and the majority of kids I talked to because I, I already had that that bond with them and that relationship with them because I had to earn their trust. And it's not because I used to be a kid at that group home. I had to work as hard just as anybody else. It, it it wasn't given to me. Nothing was ever given to me. I had to gain that stuff. And people were jealous of that. And I could see it. I seen it all the time. The kids seen it too. But I'm like, what can I do? I just I continue to do my job the best of my ability. Like, people are going to hate you regardless of how you're doing, how good you're doing, how bad you're doing. If you're doing better than them in their in their eyes or in their mind, they're gonna feel like, oh, you shouldn't you shouldn't be you shouldn't be doing better than them at all. They have in their mind like you don't deserve that, like they deserve it. So if anything happens good for you, they're gonna be over there angry about it because like, oh no, I'm the one that deserved this. He doesn't deserve this. Because it's been some of the times like when I was there in situations. Like when I came back, I could tell people that wanted me there and who didn't. Like they were happy I came back. And there was people there like, oh nah. And then some people was making a joke about it, like, oh, well you wanna decide to leave. Like they would throw that in my face. And it's like it's like they try to challenge my um character and my um 
my capabilities. It's just weird. Or my loyalty, because like I'm real loyal anyway. And I don't know, it's like they thought I went authentic. And that's further from the truth. And I hate to be in a situation where I have to prove myself and like I have to prove myself every day, but I don't I don't want to be like I'm sitting there. I to, I don't know. I have to show somebody every time, like, okay, here it is. Like that's just weird in the workforce. Like what you see is what you get. Like at some point you should understand like, okay, this person is this way, this person is that way. Like learn the people that is working for you and stuff. Like don't doubt them or I don't know. At this point, sometimes I feel like I'm an outcast with some people and it's a constant struggle. Like I had to work hard to get to um where back to myself because at the times I've been really down. I'm just, it's just been a ongoing struggle in the fight to get back to who I am. The person I know that is great and like I finally released a design that I worked on months ago. Like this, there's other designs that I, haven't, I still haven't released like from years ago, but one of the designs, one of the two, one of one out of the two designs I um put out, I put out that I made in February. I'm not February. I made in November. I put out today, and, and I'm back. I'm back with this podcast, and hopefully I don't have to ever take a hiatus like that. But sometimes you gotta take time off to bounce back and just prove people wrong, and don't ever get to a point where people try to like. You you allow people to silence your voice. That's really a big thing. Because once you give people the power, they feel like they have the all control in the world over you. That goes with your mind. Um, your body, too. You don't give anybody access at all. You just remember that you're the one with the controls and you're not somebody's video game to be played with. And it's not a game of chess. They trying to play mind games with you in this thing we call life. You're working towards better than yourself all the way around. You live in the best life for you to your best abilities that you have. Your God-given talents, all that. But I'm Jay Air. This was the Airbrand Podcast, episode seven. Finally, I'm back. You can find me on TikTok at Relatable Nostalgia. My gaming TikTok is gaming nine nine one two one zero. My YouTube channel is Air Gaming. My clothing business is AirDesigns.com. 
You can find me on Instagram, Jair to the Throne, Facebook, Jair Art. Young adult, young adult book coming soon. Comic book company coming soon. And you might see me doing stand up on your open night coming soon. Y'all be easy and be blessed. All right.